Hello and welcome back to the Bottom Bins podcast. This is the fourth instalment of our World Cup series. Got a couple of interesting topics to run through today, obviously. The knockout stages have started, lads. World Cup's getting interesting now. Finally. Finally. Mm-hmm. It's taken its time, but we're getting there. So, first thing I'm going to put to you is, lads. Well, just before we start, I want to apologise for last week's yes. audio quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We think we've got it back this week. Yeah. yeah, and thankfully we're not sick anymore yeah. either. So <laughs> hopefully that is reflected in our voices too. Yeah. Um, but yes, look, knockout stages started there on on Saturday, just passed. We've seen a couple of teams in action already. The big the big boys have all gone through thus far in in their knockout games. Look, there's only been four, but who out of those four that have progressed to the next stage has impressed you the most? France. Yeah, it just has to be France really, France. doesn't yeah, it? France are playing well. Yeah. yeah. And of course, me and Owen's pick for the Golden Boot, Olivier Giroud, performing. Still going there. Still going. He's still in it. Um, but it's it's hard not to look at that France team and think Kylian Mbappe uh, is their soul. Yeah, he's the man. He's, he's, he's their man. Um, obviously, at the start of the year, whenever Holland first broke on at City, everybody was saying, oh, is, who's better, Holland or Mbappe? It's tough to say. Both different types of players. Um, but one thing is for sure the the state of football is in good hands with them too. I do think they could well maybe not replicate the careers of Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi, but of course have that that personality and that ego that those two great footballers yeah. had yeah. for all those years. Um, yeah, Mbappe is just he's been phenomenal this World Cup. He's, he showed his pace, he showed his qualities. Yeah, uh, he showed why PSG offered so much money to keep him at the club. Um, even though he doesn't want to be at the club anymore well read into that what you want mm. um, maybe he should have went to Madrid whatever but based on this World Cup yeah Kylian Mbappe he has 9 goals over 2 World Cups same amount as Lionel Messi more than Maradona more than Ronaldo more than greats like that and so many less World Cups yeah that man he's for real that was the point I was going to make though like see and he retires say he wins another World Cup and he keeps scoring the goals he could go down as the good, do you think? He could win a few Ballon d'Ors, a few Champions Leagues. He could, because people count that the World Cup, because you think of Maradona, you think of Pele. Pele, yeah. World Cups. Can I be honest? I'm glad you actually brought up Haaland, though, in this conversation, mm. too, because I actually think they're going to play together. Jinx, so? I, I, th- I think they'll both play at Madrid. Mm. Mm. Uh, like, 100%. I think Madrid's heading back towards that sort of Galactico phase. Yeah. yeah. And... I, like a uh, front line of Haaland and Mbappe with a midfield three of possibly Bellingham, yeah. Chiuamani and Camavinga. Still have Vinicius up front. As Still well. have Vinny Jr. in there too. Like, like, Real Madrid is slowly getting back to the best team in the world yeah. status. Yeah. yeah, And it's great to see because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just me but I've always preferred Real Madrid to Barcelona. I think but it might have been because Ronaldo was yeah, there or whatever. Ronaldo. But even before that I, I Still would have bought a Madrid jersey if I had a choice or whatever. Um, and my dad always nicer. liked Madrid and stuff like this. And so, huh? They're ni- Madrid jerseys are nicer. Yeah, they're quality. So much yeah, nicer. they're quality. They're quality. And they always had the collar and boom, yeah. by do, you remember, do you remember like class? The, do you remember like the gold one? Yeah, oh, the, the, the Ronaldo in the back and gold. That was insane. I, oh, it was unreal. But it is. It's good to see. And I don't know if it is just me, but I like seeing Real Madrid get back to the top. They're a team that I always feared in the Champions League, no matter what. Um, like. We were drawn against Barcelona here in the in the Europa League, and I have no fear whatsoever. I do, <laughs> I do. Yeah, but anyway, Richie, United smash Barcelona. Yes, sir. Smash them into the ground. It's yeah. not even close, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm. But anyway, moving on from that, we're not here to talk about European <laughs> football. Um, so yeah, France obviously looking the most impressive. Look, I'm not going to lie, lads. I didn't watch all of England's game yesterday. I seen maybe 25 minutes of it. It, it, it bored me to tears, yeah, to be right. completely honest. But you know what? Like The first half an hour, I thought, yeah, Senegal have a chance here. But me and Owen, we watched it. Senegal fell off. Complete, yeah. And what did we say, Owen, for all three goals? Goalkeeper should have done better. Uh, I, I think Mandy was poor. Yeah. Even the, the crosses were going to the box and he was like doing the hokey pokey. Well, no, no, I get this one. No, no, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. He's out and in. Like, and for... Uh, Henderson's goal and Saka's goal, he got a, a enough of a hand on it to keep them out. There would have been great saves, but Mandy is a goalkeeper who we're told is capable of making these saves, and his hand was so weak for them. Mm. 
Uh, can I just let the listener know, by the way, um, I have just watched my man do the hokey pokey in yes. his chair. And you would have heard the chair creaks <laughs> as, as said person done the hokey pokey. <laughs> so just to give the listeners a bit of a feel what's going on in the studio. <laughs> well, like, yeah, England were so disappointed. I thought for like the first 40 minutes. And yeah. then, because like who was it? Sar missed a great chance. Yeah, yeah he did. And uh, Pickford made a great Pickford save. Pickford made so. a great save. So. Should it have been a penalty on his mind of sore? Oh, the handball. No, no when he, he went through the back of him. Stones kicked right through the back. Yeah. Of him, I think because the ball would, it didn't really impact the ball yeah. necessarily. It, it didn't impact the play too much. It wasn't given. But say if that uh, on field decision was given at the start. Yeah. See if Sar tries to take that down. Yeah. They go should back on. That should be a penalty. Yeah. Um, look, I don't think it would have made any difference. Yes. Looking at the second half performance, Senegal just completely but like, England's fell away. But yeah, England's fitness as well looks pretty good. I don't mm, know what we're saying about the heat and all, but maybe it's just their squad depth. But Senegal just died off after that first thirty, like mm-hmm. thirty-five. They should have probably probably been one 0 up, but England then scored confident, kicked on. But the real test will be the next game against France. Like. Senegal are always going to struggle to fight Mane. Yeah, like, yeah. not yeah. just not just the capability of Mane as a player, <laughs> but to lose your leader and your talisman um, three days forward, confirmed he wasn't going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just. Yeah. That would have taken the R completely out of them. Yeah, but they done well to get the last six. They game. did. I know, but see, I was thinking about this because we tipped Ecuador. <laughs> they done well to get the round of sixteen. They're the African champions. Yeah, they did are they do now. well? No. I, like that African champions should be doing better. Do you know what I mean? Well, Morocco's doing better, but I know, but yeah, I don't know. We tipped Ecuador too. We tipped Ecuador and uh, completely fell flat. Yeah, so, I do want to talk about Jude Bellingham. because oh, yeah. he was. Phenomenal, yes. Uh, he's key to everything England do good. Yeah, and he can play. It, it just looks as though he can play beside any midfield partner, yeah, whether that yeah, be yeah. Henderson, Rice, yeah. Phillips, whoever it might be. He he looks to be. Normally, you would have said it was Rice that was the first name on the team sheet mm. in that midfield area, yeah. but now it's it's Bellingham, yeah. Bellingham. without doubt. Yeah, and then it's whoever is in good form plays alongside yeah. Bellingham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was see that 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 pass that he played to Foden, where he took the ball on the half turn and yeah. dribbled through about three men. Yeah. I don't understand how at nineteen you can be that cultured, that strong on the ball, that confident, that confident, confident. and to already have that ability at nineteen years mm, of age. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Like he doesn't feel like he's like, like it feels like Ben has been about for a long time. Now. Yeah, yeah it's I, know, true. I know he has. What do you make it? Debut what sixteen? Sixteen for Birmingham. Yeah. So like. Everybody laughed at Birmingham retiring this number. I know, but <laughs> they might have just been the first of many to end up doing it. Exactly, nobody's laughing now. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely being serious here, though. Like, I have found, you see in the last 10 years, do you see some of the young players that get produced now? They are, like, levels above some of the young players yeah. from, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. It's because yeah. of the training and stuff that like, you, you can help. Yeah, you, like, but, like, Bellingham at 16 looked like he was ready to make that next step. Yeah. Now, he chose Dortmund, and he ultimately has made that yeah. next step. But again, you look at him now at 19, and you're like, right, he's probably ready to make that next step again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, the next step for Bellingham is, I don't think he should come back to the Premier League. I think he should go to Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Madrid. We well, I would say that as a, as a best United fan, because I know there's absolutely no chance of us getting him. I think, the look, by the looks of things, if he does come to the Premier League, it's the big boys of Liverpool and City who's going after him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if he was to go to Madrid, like we were just talking about Madrid, like how how well would that solidify not only their midfield but their status as the best team in Europe, let alone the best team in the world? Oh, it would bring them like I look at Jude Bellingham and I just see a captain. Like he, yeah. whatever club he goes to next, he will be the captain of. Mm-hmm. Now maybe not in those first couple of years that he's there, but I'd say by the time he's 25, 26, he, he'll he'll be a captain somewhere. Yeah. He's so good under pressure, like as you said, like. He's only 19 and he's just not afraid. He just goes forward with the ball and he always seems to yeah. pick the right pass. He's just an unbelievable player. Well, he's, he's 14 goal contributions in all competitions yeah. this season. He made the right choice as well going to Dortmund. Because I know yeah. United were kind of yeah. looking at him, but he said, I need first team football and we couldn't give him that. He's only yeah. 16 at the time, so yeah. he definitely made the right choice and now he'll probably kick on. There's so, a reason he went for 35 million. Isn't it, isn't it a bit stupid though, looking back at it now, that United were like, we couldn't give you yeah. first team football, considering some of the shite that plays for us? Like, no, but it was probably... The managers and stuff too, and the way yeah. United were going, it wasn't the best career decision for him. Sure, even look at Moises Cancelo. Like I seen it linked us yesterday for seventy million for him. That's mad. We could have had him for five, five million. Yeah. Aye, two summers ago. Yeah. yeah. Look, Dortmund's 
the perfect club for youngsters to go to yeah. because their whole ethos is playing young players. Mm-hmm. Like look at the talent that Dortmund's de- uh, developed and produced. Mm-hmm. Races like Holland, Sancho. Uh, obviously he's at Salzburg, but he made a he made a proper name for himself at Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sancho, Bellingham now, um, Pulisic. Pulisic, who was when he was playing for Dortmund was a really top class yep. player. Mm-hmm. Um, what you call it as a Makuku or Makoko? Oh, Makoko. Yeah, Makoko class. Like, Dort- They've got Adiyami now. Yeah, and uh, Dortmund. Gio Rana. Bellingham's captain Dortmund already, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he captained them at like 18 or something, yeah. which is crazy yeah. for an English player to go to the German league and captain the, probably the second biggest club in Germany. Yeah. That's what I love about him, though. Like, it's not just his on field performances, he speaks so well in the press after games. He's the first one to come out after a big defeat. Like when they were beat by Man City in the Champions League, he was the first one to come out and say, look, better team won. We just have to regroup and come back next year. Yeah. I think that's phenomenal for an 18, 19-year-old at yeah. that time yeah. to come out and have the confidence to speak for his team. Like, you don't get that. I know. He's probably just been media trained, if he even was. He might mm-hmm. just be that mature for his age. And you can see it in his game, let alone... Off the pitch as well. Well, he had that incident a couple of years ago, if you can remember, where I think they played Bayern Munich in a league game. He said about oh, the referee. About the referee. Oh, referee. Uh, right, yeah. He said about Correct. the referee. Yeah. So I, he was reprimanded heavily by Dortmund yeah. after that. I, I think he was fined two or three weeks' wages for that. Um, but since that incident, I completely agree with mm. you. It's you'd so swear you're like, you'd swear you're looking at, yeah. at a 29 or a 30 year old yeah. con- he, conducting media he, interviews. He clearly has good people around them. Like yes, they keep him. This head screwed on, keeping straight now. Because how often do you see young players start making the break and then they they go mad? Yeah, like, gets to their head. Goes he their head. obviously has people around them, and he's obviously mature enough himself to listen to the people around them. Yep. and keep keep on the straight and keep his head screwed mm-hmm. on. No, like yeah. it, like it pains me to say it, but England really do have a, a superstar. generational superstar mm-hmm. there on their on their hands. Yeah. Like honestly, like I would actually, I think. Personally, for me, I think Foden's development slowed down a wee bit. Yeah, I don't think Foden's as highly sought after as he might have been a year ago. Um, and by all means, I'm not saying Foden's a bad player. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he, like he is still. Like he got two assists last night. Yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah. he's he still can play phenomenal. that key pass, you know. Yeah. Like he is still world class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms of like that, that generational, yeah. like when we use that term generational, like to me, Bellingham is more generational than Foden. Mm. Mm-hmm. And another player that we've mentioned heavily in this podcast, especially you, Richie. Scored a great goal last night, Mikhail Saka. Yeah. yeah. Great player. I'm going to be completely honest with you, lad. If I could have one player from any Premier League side and take them to United, I want Saka. Yes. Yeah? He's unbelievable. I love watching him. I, it, he is creative. He is a fantastic finisher of the ball. His dribble, close, close control ability, I think, is actually pretty unmatched. He loves to take a man on and beat him. Like, I, he's I, so good. I, just one of those players that I sit back, and I, it, it doesn't even bother me that he plays for Arsenal. Mm. I just sit back you and just I, I, I enjoy ball, watching him. Yeah. I'm a bit jealous, to be fair. I would like, love to have a player like three that. Three goals three yeah. World Cup games. He, I don't, he didn't play against Wales, didn't he, that? No. no. He yeah. against Wales. Yeah, so he's three goals in three games. Like a, That's class. Like He kept Rashford out of the team. Yeah. That shows how good he is. Rashford just scored two goals against Wales. Mm-hmm. I know. And he kept him out of the team. Well, again... I think it was a bad like, decision from Southgate. So do I, to be completely honest. No, I, I, don't, no, mean, I, I understand. Don't mean, I don't mean Saka maybe starting Foden, for him. Maybe Foden, yeah. yeah. Or Rashford should have been starting. Yeah. No, you have a player, I understand as well. Sterling. Later in this, the tournament as well, you have a player who's so confident. Yeah. And then you just go, no, you're on the bench. Yeah. I can understand well, that. It, it worked out. Like Foden did set up Yeah, yeah he did. But it's more like, it's not that game, it's more like future games. I know, but like Southgate's not there like he can't think about future games. Uh, he has he's to not there think about the he does, uh, He's not there to make players happy. At, at the end of the day, he's there, he's there to, to win to win games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I know you use the best to Rashford and stuff, mm-hmm. and he played against, great against Wales. His two goals were fantastic, but uh, Saka and, and Foden didn't do anything wrong last night. They didn't show any reason that they should have been dropped yeah. or they sh- Rashford should be starting over them. Like obviously Rashford is a good player, but if you have two players who are being successful at the minute. And prove to be successful, you're gonna have to stick with him. Mm, I understand that, but I don't think that's us being biased towards no, Rashford because we're United fans. He, he scored three World Cup goals, like I said. I know he has. That, that's any he reason for him to start. Man of the match previous game, like just to get dropped. I don't think that's biased. I just think that's no, like obviously he can't please everyone, and he, he's not there to please the fans, let alone the players. He is there to win, and I fully understand that. Um, and obviously his decision has paid off. Fair play to him. He knows more than us, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's the manager. 
Um, but I wouldn't say it's biased for us to think Rashford should be starting when he scored three World Cup goals. I'd say most England fans probably had him in their predicted lineup. Yeah, a lot of people were saying like, like it was impossible to drop him. Well, a lot of those pundits strongest England eleven pre the Senegal mm. game, eighty five percent of them included Rashford. Included Rashford like, yeah. You know, and again, I, I, England have that ability to play. Bellingham and Rice together with somebody in front of them. I don't know why that somebody can't be Foden. Mm. And then that leaves your Rashford Saka Kane up top. I'd agree with that. <coughs> to me, that's where Inglis, where Ingl- Inglis? That's, that's where England are probably at their strongest Aye. when they deploy that sort of system. But the problem is, like, is he ever going to drop Mason Mount? They're, they're never going to do that. No. Well, my, well they played Henderson and yeah. he scored on yeah. a goal, but I watched that first 40 minutes last night. See against a better opposition, like against the France. Been 2 0 to France, 100%. Mm-hmm. I give them no chance against France. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I, do you know what the thing is? I think they'll actually, I think I've said this earlier to you, I think they will They'll go back to back five against France. They will. Maybe. And they'll play like Walker as a third centre back, I think. And they'll just be on Mbappe's side and they'll double up on Mbappe. They could. Well, that's look, what they Every team's been doubling up on Mbappe, yeah. but it hasn't worked. And he's still. Matty Cash. <laughs> Matty Cash, yeah. Oh, Mbappe is he's so doing good. his thing. Yeah. And he's. Putting his arms under his <laughs> under his armpits and all, doing all that there, giving it begging. Yeah. Fair play to him, he deserves it, boy. Reggie hits him. Reggie doesn't like him. He's not despite him. <laughs> <laughs> so good, though. So Here, good. but I've seen it just uh, Big mates Anthony Martial. What? <laughs> Mbappe to Manchester. United, hopefully, actually, that is. Not City. <laughs> <laughs> I personally stand at Manchester Airport and kick him back on the plane. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, look, I, the, the tournament's definitely heating up at this stage, yeah. and the greatest soccer team were knocked out. Yeah, ah, damn it, that was a great game. It actually was a good game really of football. Enjoyed. It was it was competitive because look, USA have performed this World Cup like they're playing decent football. It's just they can't finish. They got caught no. out a, a bit as well. The two goals, the first two goals were like so similar. Yeah, the boy yeah. on the edge of the box, like. So many teams don't fall for that. Yeah. They just and on half time one yeah. 0 you're like it's not the worst. Get the half time, but like the England game and they just got and especially against the Dutch, like yeah. they're renowned for yeah. doing that. Like yeah. they're renowned for getting to the byline yeah. and passing it across the I box. Know. That's what they do. Look at all the Dutch, Dutch players that even played in the Premier League. Yeah, like Daily Blind scored the other night. How many times he do that for United? Do you know what I mean? Like I just popped up, just in, popped yeah. up in that position <laughs> yeah. and rifled it into it the corner. Was, like the states were very naive. Against the Netherlands, yeah. they fell right into Van Hal's trap. Yeah. Van Hal knew exactly what he was going to do. He was right, right, America. He's a team that likes to counter attack. He's like to have a bit of a chip in the shoulder and fight his underdogs. Half ball. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? You take it, bitch. Well, we know that, lads, because we watch. We watch Lee Van Hal ball. You work we away. You take it. <laughs> <laughs> take a ball. I'm doing my Van Hal impression. Take a ball now. <laughs> <laughs> But we've watched Lee Van Hal as a manager. Like, that is what he does. He just goes, go yeah. ahead, lads. You have the possession. We'll just counter you yeah. all day. He's the expert at it. Play away there, lads. Oh, look, it's half time. He's 2 0 down. It yeah. happen. Yeah. Exactly. No, oh, he no, is. We. Like, you have said more shots. Yeah. And, this, and more possession. 60% possession is still lost. I think I think if the US, though, did, if they had a decent number nine, yeah. I think yeah. they could convert a lot more chances. They but don't have a finisher. Yeah. They, they, they're missing, like... All the hope is pinned on Pulisic. Mm. And he actually has... He's not been bad in this tournament. No, he's been good. Oh, no, I'm not saying he's been bad. He's been good. He's set up the goal. He's been involved in every one of their goals. But if if you're relying on Pulisic to be the guy to get you over the line... LeBron James of soccer. Tell you what, though. (laughs) You see if that fella right meant that goal. That's one of the best World Cup goals ever if he meant that goal. There's no word he meant that. He just got the foot out and he's like... Oh, what went in? Okay. <laughs> I'm at that. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> no, they, I'd like, I have to say, though, still unimpressed with the Dutch, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's like, the way they play, lad. That's the way they do it. But as the, we said, they're so bored. They just grind out they're wins. So boring. They're getting yeah. it done. And like against I, Argentina, they'll do the same. They'll say, going ahead, lads, you control the possession with this country. Yeah. And yeah, it could well, work. But Argentina struggled against that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Teams giving them the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. They, they are going to. So, I think Holland could. Give them a good game. It will be a good game. The pace goal was good too. Good finish. Yeah, yeah. it was a good finish. <laughs> he hits American. Have you seen him on Twitter? Oh, he's all over Twitter, man. Oh, what was it? All dog or all all bark, all no bark bite. No bite. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he tweeted out again. Goes, they love me over there. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the Dutch are one of those sides that you know they're like another one of those international sides that I'd love to just see them take the shackles off, like yeah, and yeah. just play and just go for it. Yeah. Like I can tell you now, like 
Johan Cruyff would be turning in oh, his no, grave no. if that, he seen some of the football yeah. that the Dutch play. It's like. what we were talking about last week. They just keep regenerating their managers yeah. who aren't great managers. Yeah. Let's be 100% honest. Oh, like, don't get me wrong. Louis van Gaal is one of the best managers ever in football. And he is. And his accolades show that. But in terms of progressive football, he hasn't changed his style. A bit like Jose Mourinho, he hasn't changed his style since when it worked. Yeah. yeah. So that if in a few years they have an Eric Ten Hag as the national team manager, that could be a very exciting yeah. Dutch team. He w- he'll not change either. He's very stubborn. Like I seen, he said, like I know how to progress at world major tournaments. Mm. He's only mm. lost one major tournament game, and that was on penalty to Argentina. Mm-hmm. So Temporary I don't I don't like the way he plays football. I agree, but he can't really argue with the results. Yeah, through his own mm. business, and that's tournament football at the end of the day. That's it, like. Do you know what though? Like the past week, the World Cup's been exciting. Like yeah, it was a group stage, it though, wasn't it? The end stage. The group stages yeah. were fantastic. Like Japan. that Japan, Costa Rica, Spain, and Germany group. Richie, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, it was it was absolute madness. Uh, to be completely honest, though, I don't even think that was the maddest one. No, Which no, one? I think the Portugal. Oh, Euro, that was Uruguay, mad. No, don't get South me wrong. It was mad, but for for three minutes, look, it was three great minutes. For three minutes, no, it both wasn't, Spain no, it wasn't. and Germany <laughs> were going out. No, I just I, we I, mean, no, it wasn't because I, I said Spain's going to win the World Cup. Oh, bollocks! And I have them in the sweepstakes. Think about it for football. No, 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 no. I need Spain. I need I have England. It's actually, you think I want them to win it? Mm. It's a good thing. Spain should get an easier draw now. It's all part of their plan. And Rick is a genius. I don't, don't care easy. about Spain. <laughs> I <laughs> care about football. And I don't have easier draw. Oh, and Costa Rica were going through. That's a fairy tale story. The only thing is, like, do you really want to watch Costa Rica in the last sixteen? Yeah, I don't want to watch Spain either. So big, so different. They're a lot better team, better players. Costa Rica. I know. You want to see an underdog all the time? I really want to see like Joel Campbell and Ruiz and all. Oh, I should. Let's go watch Alvaro Morata. Yeah, no bad. Three goals and three lad. You can't sit there and tell me that if that. Finish Japan, Costa Rica. No, it would have been I understand. You would have gone, oh my god, I, this is unreal. Oh, you're not going to sit there and go, fuck, oh, I really Oh, worst World Cup ever. Germany. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you slag Marada, three goals in three games. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care, that's a good comeback. Um, what's wrong with the sport in Spain, boys? No, nothing's wrong with sport in Spain. I understand, it's like a fantasy thing, I understand, yeah, but. I thought it was class. I, I it was class at the time, it was fun. Like, don't harm if you who do you want to see win the World Cup, uh, Brazil or Japan or something like that? I'd rather see something like yeah, Japan when it could be a madness. No, I know that. But. Like you support Man United, were you not happy for Leicester whenever they won the Premier League? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Richard, but that's not a good point. That's not a good point. That's, <laughs> that's not, not a, a good point. It's totally different. That's not a good point. <laughs> anyway, Richie, um, I used to love Spain as a kid. Yeah, um, I now hate Spain. Um, because Galvin plays. This is a them. pure Spain. <laughs> this is a pure Spain headed podcast, lads. Come on, what is this? <laughs> it's getting ganged up on. And what my, have you thought about the group stages? The last few days of the group stage. The last few days definitely piqued my interest yeah. and definitely made me. I want to say I'm maybe starting to get the World yes, Cup. Yes, have to be. I'm maybe getting just that little itch, but. Yeah. I mean, previous to that point, I have never been as bored of football in all my life. Yeah. I was genuinely thinking about maybe suggesting to cut the podcast sh- short until <laughs> the World Cup was over mm. and then coming back because it was boring me to tears. Um, but those last couple of days were manic, honestly. I don't know if you've seen the scenes at the end of that Uruguay game. Mm. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was mental. I, I thought Giovanni was going to rip someone's Serious. head off. Like. What about him and his? He elbowed. Mm. Did he? Yeah, he could get 15 games or something. Mm. He elbowed like an official. <laughs> And then your what was it? Cavani hit the VAR thing. I hit the VAR monitor. <laughs> but they were all UFC. But Cavani VAR. I seen a photo on Twitter, and it was the Uruguay manager pointing at all the FIFA executives and giving them the fingers and all. I was like, wow, oh, no, that's no, no. mental. Uruguay went mad. You see Suarez tweeting out like they hate us. But, yeah. Well, I'm gonna be completely honest. I have never been more happy to see a, ma- a grown man yeah, cry in all my life. Mm-hmm. Same. Fucking Luis Suarez, but did you think it was a penalty at the end though? The one? No, I didn't. He he kind of stopped, didn't he? And he I, I actually initiated the contact. If anything, I felt that Cavani was the one that fell himself. Yeah. Like I, I didn't no. think it was a penalty. To no, be completely no, honest. Either. Now don't get me wrong. If he still played for United, I'd probably say it was a penalty. But <laughs> he doesn't. So unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only thing with the group stage is it's the last one of this mm-hmm. format. Yeah. They're moving. They're changing it to the forty-eight teams. 
Aye, so there's no. You'll only get. <laughs> yeah, you think we're going? We couldn't even get in the Euros. So we couldn't even get in the Euros when they uh, extended it. We're gonna go in it. We're gonna get in there. I'm just gonna win the whole thing. Oh, we're gonna we'll get in there. Smash everyone. <laughs> What's that? Hang on, hang on. Especially England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a good record against them. Major tournaments yeah. just then. Dave Dooley coming back. Paggy Bonner, Robbie Keane, Ray Keane, all talking out. I will get them out, will I? See what Wes Hulahan's doing these days. Lionel Wesley. So, yeah, overall, I, I really enjoyed those last couple of group games. Um, I thought there was definitely some big shocks in there. Um, do you know, I noticed one of the teams that we didn't talk about last week, Belgium. Mm-hmm. Oh, brutal. It's, it's falling apart. Lukaku. Mm-hmm. Oh, some of them misses. That brutal. chest one. Oh. Well, that's two of the big hitters out now. Yeah. yeah. Belgium and Germany are out of the World Cup. Do you know what my grandma said to me the other day, though? Um, me and him were talking about this, or talking about the World Cup, and he says to me, Germany's just a name. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, they're just a name in world football. Mm. He was like, if you look at that Germany team now, compared to that Germany side that, that won the World Cup in 2014, mm. he said they are an absolute shadow of themselves. He goes, there's not, he, he genuinely, this is what he said to me, he goes, there's not one of those current German boys that's fit to lace any of the boots of the boys yeah. that played in 2014. I disagree. But do you I know think Joshua Kimmich is one of the best footballers yeah, in the world. See, I said that to my granda as well, and my granda goes, nah, he's he's all right. But do you think it's like the England thing when they were going really I suppose badly? It's just a matter of opinion. That, that's it. Like, because like, like I would say Kimmich's probably one of the best CDMs that I've ever seen. Yes. I would say Goretzka's one of the best box-to-box midfielders yeah. I've ever seen. I think from midfield, Germany are fine. Yes. It's anything... But then, behind midfield and anything in front of midfield I think Neuer needs to go as well yeah. I, oh my god there's plenty they of goalkeepers there too like yeah, there's Stegen and Drop too yeah. they yeah. moved Kimmich to right back and they actually got better mm-hmm. yeah but that's probably not because he's not a good box box midfielder it's just because he's more he shores he's up better yeah. Yeah. So I think that shows right how good he is mm-hmm. yeah. he can play right back or, his versatility is insane it is yeah. but that's where they said he messed it up the first game the manager because the team he picked it was just Wrong, like he started Havertz. I know Havertz got two goals at the end, but did you see a picture of Havertz was man of the match? Yeah, it's so sad, but. but he kept going into games with an unrecognized number nine. Yeah, yeah. we said this last week. Full Krug should have been like a top scorer, chilling beside him. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like, like Full Krug was the obvious option. Mm-hmm. He also had Adiemi and Mukoko. Yeah, like did, I don't even think but they he, got a, they got a minute. He didn't even start your way, uh, Full Krug or whatever yeah. against uh, Costa Rica either. Mm-hmm. That's mad. Well, I did and then he came on and the game changed. Hansi Flick retiring. Or not retiring, uh, resigning, sorry. Whether uh, that happens I or not, I don't know. But he was talking about it in an interview. Was to it? be honest, I think that would be a good move he for said, Germany. He said he needs to change his training or something. <laughs> Is it, was that his first it. competition? No, he was in the Euros, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he played the Euros. Yeah, I don't know. I think Hansi Flick's a really good manager. Obviously, he done well with Bayern Munich. But it's where he would go after that as well. He could take a break from coaching for a while. Could do. But um, the the home Euros coming up, like I think they will stay with Stick him. with him? Mm-hmm. No. It's who they get in and all after that there. It's yeah. just Look, a whole different thing. If the likes of Makoku and Adegami keep developing, you know, the next Euros is two years two years down the line. Twenty twenty four, yeah. Twenty twenty four. So if those boys keep developing and if they grow into decent number nines, yeah. you would say Germany's probably back in with a chance yeah. in uh, at the Euros. But maybe this tournament was just a tournament before yes. they're about to hit mm-hmm. their success. Well, that's what I was about to say. I think just because they've went out and all, obviously the emotions are running high. We've actually seen it with a lot of managers, like Roberto Martinez. He's left yeah. Belgium yeah. Yeah. since they went Belgium out. Belgium He's resigned. No, I understand that. But Roberto Martinez is a good manager. Yeah, yeah. And he underperformed with Belgium because for some reason Belgium are held as this holy grail of national team football. Can I be honest with you, though? Do you know the way last week we were talking about Southgate and Big Sam? Mm. To me, Roberto Martinez is like a Gareth Southgate. I couldn't understand what he was doing managing one of the best international sides in the world. I feel like if Belgium had a, like a, a world-class manager, mm. I, I think they would have won something during that golden that golden era. Like I don't think Roberto Martinez is that good of a manager, to be completely honest. I like, don't think it's his fault, though, this tournament. I think they're just... No, like, no, no, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, no, no, this, no, this tournament is completely down to yeah. players. Like, Don't get me wrong, I think he got some of his team selections See, wrong at times. Their but, average age is like 31. Yeah. The last game they got... Yeah. Like they're doing their best France 2010 impression yeah. this World Cup mm-hmm. like just everybody See, the whole thing falling apart Mincy would have always told me shout out to Mincy he's my uh, one of my mates and he's an Everton fan but he would have always said like he has watched Coleman and Martinez manage Everton and 
even the likes of Marco Silva. And like Mincy texted me the other day and he said to me, he's shocked at how well Marco Silva's doing at Fulham because he doesn't know how to organise a defence. Mm. He says Ronald Koeman's the opposite, knows how to organise a defence but defenses. can't organise an attack. And then he said Martinez is like the worst parts of both managers. He said couldn't organise a defence and couldn't string a decent attack together. Mm. So... Like, as he said to me, he couldn't understand what made Belgium go for that type of pedigree rather than going for one of the top coaches. I don't know. I, I, I thought at the time Roberto Martinez was one of the top coaches that they had available to him. Um, and I, I do think... I, I, I Sorry, I don't think Roberto Martinez will struggle to get a job now that he's left Belgium. I can honestly see him at Spurs if Pochettino doesn't go back because I can't see contest him. He's been linked to Barcelona and teams Godley. Like, he is a good yeah. manager. And I understand, like, obviously, Mincy knows him a lot better than me. Like, I wouldn't have watched Everton under Martinez yeah. flat out. Like, um, I just think, like, we were saying there, that the Belgium team's average age is 31. 31, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, it's, it's not ideal, but it's not old. That should be their prime ages. <laughs> I think the problem is, though, too many of those boys are on the wrong side of 30. Mm. Do you ever think about that? Everybody's not 31. There's boys 35, No, I know. You know. I know. I you know what I mean? Like, their their defence is just... I understand or, their defence. Their defence... But the thing about it is, we could have been speaking... Tongue, we could have been speaking differently if Lukaku could finish his chances. Because mm. they exactly. really should have got yeah. through. And they would have been playing Japan the night. And you just never know. They could have went on a run. Just one of them things. I don't know. Belgium... I, as I said, about five minutes ago, like... They're held by FIFA, in my opinion, as this holy grail of national team football. Yeah, well, Second in the world. For years. Number one for years, but they've never they anything. done anything. They haven't even reached the never. final. No. That's why FIFA World I've never understood that. It's to do with the qualifying and stuff, isn't it? You just win all them easy yeah. games. Well, see, that's the thing. They had that one Nations League campaign where they absolutely blitzed yeah. everyone. And, like, proper yeah. blitzed everyone. That's the only international success on, yeah. on Belgium's behalf. It's because they've got some of the best players in the world in yeah. their team. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, it's just... Like, De Bruyne has been so poor at this World Cup too. Yeah, well... And his comments and all. There's only one attacking midfielder from both <laughs> the Manchester <laughs> clubs that performs on every stage, and that is, of course, Richie. Bruno. Bruno Fernandes. What a baller base! Yeah, it's so good. Great yes. He's playing on real Portugal. Like. He's so good. I feel like I, I'm I'm back in 2020 right now. I've got 2020 Bruno vibes. Like he's back to like that just ridiculous numbers, ridiculous performances, and just completely carrying his side through. Because I'm not being funny, but while Bruno is playing absolutely magnificent, Ronaldo is having an absolute Perfect. stinker. Did you see he's in the, the worst team of the tournament? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Stinker, like, like he has yeah. been for And uh, what I like about Bruno this, this tournament is he showed his versatility. He's been played on the left, on the right, and through the middle, mm. and he showed that he can perform wherever he's wanted by an manager. And I think that's not just good for the national team, but it's good for Manchester United as well. Mm-hmm. But he's been playing all right for us this year, like yeah, he has. And oh. it, he's he's been the linchpin in that Portugal midfield. Like he didn't play in their last game, he, or sorry, he didn't start in their last game. Yeah. Um, there was a lack of chances, of course. Diogo Gallo came in and got an assist after mm-hmm. six minutes, but I know, like I think part of Ronaldo's problem at Portugal so far in this tournament has that is that Bruno hasn't been behind him for the entire tournament. He's been coming off the right. I think if Bruno was playing down the middle, you know better than me, McCarthy, because you you're a man, you're a Cristiano Ronaldo fanatic. <laughs> if Ronaldo had that service to his feet through the middle rather than from the wings do you think he would have done better in this tournament or I don't think Ronaldo's been necessarily horrible this tournament like, mm. I'm, get, I'm getting some weird dodgy yeah, have great. you watched Portugal? <laughs> he's been very powerful. I, he's been better for Portugal than he's always been for United well, that wouldn't be I hard. could be better for Portugal no, than Ronaldo like, said it before or yes, that means nothing said it before if, <laughs> you, if you hadn't it on your knees lad yeah well look I'm a versatile player, mate. <laughs> left back, goalkeeper. But Bruno left back on the bench, wherever you want. Bruno is so creative. Like, he, like even like when he's playing for Man United, he was creating so many chances. It's just our forwards couldn't finish him. So, like, uh, he is that. He can play that killer pass. I know he gives away the ball a lot and stuff like that. But he is, 
he's a different standard. Like I, I actually don't even care about the giving the ball away anymore. I yeah. watched us against Villa that oh, day that to, to understand how much yeah. we need Bruno. So and even in Europa League, if he doesn't play or something, we just look so different. It's just there's no creativity. Like yeah. Mm. You know? Well, what about Portugal? Then do you think Portugal progress? Do you think tough they game go against Switzerland? It is a tough so, game. Yeah, Switzerland playing all right. That Switzerland Serbia game was brilliant. Yeah, was Do you see, game. out of all the European teams still left in it, I would say France are probably the best side. Mm. But do you see, like in terms of that sort of like tournament, like who I think will go deeper? Mm. I actually would. I actually think Portugal will go deeper than yeah, France. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Well, though in well, the competition, they they're set to meet if they both go through. Yeah. yeah. And Portugal do have have their number a wee bit. Yeah. Yeah. Even from from the Euros. From the Euros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I've got, I'm going to ask you this. See, he didn't touch the ball. I want to make that very perfectly clear. I've not seen he did touch the ball. But if he had scored that goal against Uruguay, would you be still saying Ronaldo's had a bad tournament? Yes. To, to be completely yeah. honest with you, lad, yes. When you look at, like, even compared to Messi, how good he's been for that Argentinian side compared to Ronaldo, like, what is he? I, I feel like, did you see the last, see the last, like, year that I've watched Ronaldo? I feel like it's always the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he's good for a goal. But hasn't played well. He when he play. gets on the ball, he's brutal. Yeah, he slows it down. He can't. He can't hold the ball up. He yeah. can't hold the ball up properly. He doesn't have the same legs anymore, so he can't sprint into those areas like he used to be able to. Like it looks as when he's on the ball, he's like a big donkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, like you know, people lorded him for years for always being in the right position. Well. I haven't seen him in the right position a whole pile of times this mm. tournament. Like, I watch Giroud, and Giroud is oh, always in the goal-scoring areas. The Lad, the ball goes out to the wing for Portugal. Ronaldo's standing on the edge of the area. Mm. You're like, fucking get into the box. I know. Like, you're, run for you're one of the best headers ever of yes. all. And you, he still is. Like, get in the box. It was the same for United all this season. But, like, I do think against Guyana, Ronaldo played really well. Yeah. And obviously he won the penalty. I don't think it was a penalty. No. But he won the penalty and stuff. I think he he was quite influential to beating Guyana. But I think he needs to take a step back and realise that he's not always going to be the main man. Mm. He's not the main man. He's being completely overshadowed, I think, by Bruno at the minute. Yeah. yeah. And Rafael Leao's coming off the bench and having a stormer for Portugal. I, I can't believe he doesn't start. Fantastic for I, Portugal. I made the point a couple of yeah. weeks ago. I think we're, Portugal were better. With him? With him rather than Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, I, like, I understand that too. But I, I also understand from Portugal's perspective, they need to have Cristiano Ronaldo because he is the best number nine that they've got. But it's just... I hope he... Like, even though I am still pissed off at him, I hope he does have a good tournament. And it, I didn't at the start of the, I didn't give Portugal a chance at the start of the tournament, but they could make it to the semi-final or the final. Like even that, they, they could win it. Yeah, they could. With Ronaldo, it's not even us being like... Annoyed at Ronaldo, yeah. it's just we're just watching him and we're just seeing how like he gives away the ball a lot as well, and he's been getting taken off every game. I, I just think he's been very poor. No, it's not to do with love. I love him too, but it's just to do with how <laughs> yeah. he's playing. He's not no, playing well. You just call him out for it. You know? Don't get me wrong. Like, like he scores seven own goals tomorrow night. <laughs> and like ah, great game, Ronaldo. Good lad. You got you got three touches in the box. Good man. <laughs> like don't get me wrong. Like Ronaldo still like he's still my favorite ever player. But yeah, I'm still pissed off at him. Don't get me wrong, but. I can't sit here and just say this and say that about him. Like I have to call him out when he's poor, like, mm. and he's he's poor at the minute, like, and he has been poor for the past. <clears throat> well, he's been poor. You would say probably from the start of the season. Mm. Like, Look, I don't think Ronaldo's had a good tournament or anywhere near having a good tournament. I think he's had a bad tournament, but I don't think he's had as bad a tournament as people are saying. And I think the whole thing, the goal, has started as sort of a bit of a narrative about Ronaldo. Do you think it's to do with the standards, though? We hold him to a higher standard. Oh, of course we do. Yeah. Hold him to higher standards. There's no doubt about that. So then we're just like, more harsh on him. He's, as Orn alluded to, he's still the best number nine Portugal's got. Mm-hmm. Andre Silva's not going to start over him. Mm-hmm. Andre Silva has a couple of decent seasons in the Bundesliga, but he's never done it for Portugal. I understand what you're saying, especially about if, if that goal had been given to Ronaldo. Because I mind whenever it was originally thought Ronaldo scored that goal, all I seen on Twitter was... Ronaldo, the unbelievable, coach. best player to ever play for Portugal, best goal scorer in international history. This is what he does in all this year. And then it came out that it wasn't him. And as quickly as there was so much praise for Ronaldo for being in the position and scoring that goal, that was all taken away. And it was, oh, I'm away to tell Piers Morgan that Bruno <laughs> took my goal. And um, 
oh, I'm packing my bags, there's no way I'm playing for this national team. And I've seen the videos of him throwing the captain's armband on the ground and stuff like this here. So I do think the media plays a lot as to how we perceive Ronaldo's performances, especially in this tournament. However, I do still think he's underperformed. Yeah. It's more like his all-round game has been know. very poor. Like, if he scores the goals, obviously he can just hide over that fact because yeah. he's scoring goals, but all-round game he's been very poor. No, I, do, up his I do agree with you that he's been bad, yeah. but I don't agree that he's been horrific, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think uh, that's the standards that we'll hold him to. That's just... And that's the thing, like you know, that, that worst team in the tournament, I think that was Sofa score, or Live score, or someone yeah. that put that up. Like I don't know how live score do their their ratings or how they correlate. I think it's, it's, it's not people rating them. I see that's no, I, I don't, I don't know. That, no. I, see, I think they actually have like a way that they rate players, yeah. but the only thing is, like obviously, it, yes, we can say that he's in the worst team of of the tournament thus far, but that's not an that's not like an an official thing, if mm. you know what I mean. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think it is a damning statistic or it's a damning fact in the sense that, you know, this guy has been at the pinnacle of football for 17 years. It's almost sad to watch, to be completely Mm -hmm. honest. Like, it's like you're watching your hero realistically on his last legs. And to me, this tournament, more than anything, has proved United's decision to let him go was right because he's not at that required level anymore. Mm -hmm. I think this tournament has proven that even on the international stage, I don't think he's good enough to do it anymore. And it's it's shit and it's sad to say this because it's my favourite ever player, but mm-hmm. I think he needs to realise he's just past it. Yeah. yeah, but I do think that sofa score, worst team in the tournament thing, that has to be taken with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's so many more strikers that have played in this World Cup that have been worse than Ronaldo. Like, yeah, I think having Ronaldo in there is just... It's because he's Cristiano Ronaldo. It's easy to say. Yeah. The first thing they, they're going to say in that tweet or whatever they put up is, Cristiano Ronaldo is makes our worst, yeah. Yeah. Our worst yeah. 11 in the group stage. But the thing about it is, well, like we're slagging him, but then, as you said on Twitter and stuff, if he goes and scores two goals tonight or yeah. tomorrow night, they'll all be like, oh, he's a goalie. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It but just shows the perception of football fans. Recency it bias. It changes like, yeah. so quickly. It's recency bias. And like that's what football always always will be. It's yeah. always recency bias. Like, and it has to be now in the, in the digital age. Yeah. And look, unfortunately, when you are a player like Ronaldo, yeah. you know, you have been at, like I said, you've been at the pinnacle of football for 17 years. When you start to perform poorly, People are going to hound you a lot more yeah. than than say yeah. if Danny Drinkwater started yeah. playing poorly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're Cristiano Ronaldo, you're you're hailed to Shout a out much. To Danny Shout out to Danny Drinkwater. Hope but, you're enjoying the pod. But people, <laughs> wa- <laughs> <laughs> but people watch Portugal for Ronaldo. There's a lot of people who do that. Even I would do that over the years. Yeah. I'd watch for Ronaldo. So. We're just going to watch mm. him. We're going to look at his performance. Exactly. And if he's underperforming, it's going to stand out. Like that's the thing. Like and, and you do. Like when you watch Portugal, you do focus your attention to Ronaldo. Your mm. your your yeah. eyes do tend to drift towards Ronaldo because you're always expecting him to do the spectacular. Yeah, yeah. But I just think he's not the type of that type of player anymore. I think now he is. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like we talked about Giroud a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. people laugh. Like I'd say, like I got a few texts. People going, what are those two smoking like? Mm-hmm. Saying that Giroud's going to finish top goal scorer. Yeah, good stuff. That's what we're smoking. But, <laughs> but, but you know what? Like people, like people mock Giroud and say that like he's not mobile and he's not this and he's not that. Like Giroud still scores goals. Like I'm, I'm watching Ronaldo and I'm going, if you don't score, there's not a whole pile that you yeah. do. But Giroud's all round game as well. He can hold up yeah. the ball. He yeah. brings others into play. Mm-hmm. Him and Mbappe have such a good. Understanding it's yeah. that's what Mbappe he wanted to play with Drew, yeah, because they have that understanding. I think it's a blessing in disguise this Benzema injury. <laughs> like whenever yeah. me and Owen first made that prediction that uh, Giroud could be the top scorer of this tournament, like if Benzema was fit, we would have to realistically accept that he wasn't going to start. No, we still thought he was going to score goals, of course, just because I think he's got that killer instinct of a striker. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, the good thing about Drew is like. He doesn't let anything affect him. Like yeah. he missed a really good chance last night. He picks his head up and he goes again. So what? Five minutes later, he scored a goal. He scored. It was such a good goal too because he hit it so early. So yeah. the goalkeeper yeah. was not positioned. And he like bounced yeah. bottom into, corner, like bounced finish. it into the ground. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I think. I, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Oren. It's just I think when you play for a team like France, it's hard to get disheartened because you know you're going to get more chances get within yeah. the game. If people were to look, but he's so selfless. In like, fifteen years' time, if they were to look up Olivier Giroud highlights on YouTube. They would think Olivier Giroud is one of the best strikers 
ever. Some because of the, of the goals he scores, what he's won. Yeah. Like the man's won a World Cup, he's won Champions League, he's won the Premier League. I, 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 it's, I don't league. think it's a ridiculous league. statement. League, one league in with Montpellier. With Montpellier, yeah, not even one of the big boys. Serie he brought yeah. like AC Milan back. With Giroud, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just so how, how selfless he is. Like, mm. like that's compared to Ronaldo. He's just he's adapted mm. his game. Yeah, Ronaldo adapted his game to a certain point. Ronaldo was a winger. Mm-hmm. He adapted his game to become the most clinical striker we've probably ever seen in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Now he is still a striker. I mind seeing it when he first came back to United and especially in his last season at Juve. It was a lot like Jermaine Harry Kane and Son uh, had that connection like two years ago and Harry Kane was like the top sister in the league or something. Yeah, yeah. I mind seeing Ronaldo try to emulate that a wee bit and he was coming a bit deeper trying to get the ball to feet and like we were talking about it there if a winger has the ball Ronaldo's usually looking the ball to feet rather than darting into the box trying to get a goal. So I think he was trying to change his approach to being a striker but at his age and when his legs aren't doing everything that they're, he's telling them to still I think he needs to accept that he needs to be a that poacher. number nine yeah. he needs to be a poacher and that's what Giroud is so good at doing because yeah. he just knows right if Mbappe is coming with this ball I need to be there if Mbappe shoots and the keeper parries it I need to be here because I need to be finishing that chance yeah. on the rebound Definitely. and if Ronaldo stop thinking of himself as the great Cristiano Ronaldo and as the striker for Portugal. If he thought of himself as the striker for Portugal, this is where he need to be. I think he could have a better tournament. And obviously it's easy for us to speculate because Cristiano Ronaldo, he's done it all. And we're saying, oh, you're not good enough anymore. He's still bloody Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But if he changed his game, just that one little bit to get that striker instinct to be where he needs to be and stay there. Because I've seen it a lot over the last two years. He could be in the right position. And they don't cross it in. And there's so many times, Richie, me and you've watched United and we thought, why are you not crossing that in? He's in the box waiting for that ball. And Ronaldo throws his hand up or whatever. Just stay there. Be a bit more patient. Call your name. Because nine times out of ten, you're winning that ball over defender. Oh, yeah. yeah. But what Ronaldo also needs to realise is all eyes are on him. Yeah. That includes the centre-backs. Eyes are on Ronaldo. So if he stands in something that looks dangerous, but the ball's going nowhere near it, there's going to be at least one guy right there and another guy ready to go there, mm-hmm. which means somebody like Rafael Leao or um, Carlo Huerta or whoever's mm-hmm. playing along up that front three of Portugal can sneak in behind. Yeah. And if he can realise he can do that, it could change a lot for Portugal. It probably won't change the public opinion on him, mm-hmm. but I'd like to think Ronaldo at this stage of his career just wants a World Cup. Mm-hmm. and if he wants a World Cup that's what he's going to have to start doing well I know this is his last World Cup but I think it's, since he's been in since he's played in the World Cup this is his best chance of getting one yeah yeah. what about like compared to Messi Messi's been yeah, Messi's been, like, played well he's played well yeah. even that last yeah. game he was definitely the best player yeah he was it feels like they're too dependent on him though Argentina yeah like Messi's grinding them results for Argentina yeah whereas Ronaldo does actually have a good team he's a good team around him like, um, like I think Argentina's midfield we were talking about it's just I think if you threw Messi, Messi's used to being, Messi in my opinion at Barcelona had that great team around him and that was where he was used to playing, like he was showing off in probably the best team in the world at the time and he had all them great players behind him to feed him through and stuff like this year, so Messi's in my opinion not used to being the one to drag his team, I think if Ronaldo and Messi were switched Messi would thrive in a Portugal team because it's such a good team and it has such good chemistry behind him. And I think Ronaldo would thrive because he's used to being the man to bring his team forward and grab results for his team. Mm-hmm. So I think if rules were a bit reversed, but yeah, as you said, Messi's been very Messi's, good. Like, Messi's I think he, really he's, well. de- he's definitely missing that yard of pace he had, yeah. but he can still just make dribbling. players look yeah. foolish. Like he, like, And he set up two great chances at the end. They really should have killed him off, yeah. scored the great goal. He's just been, he has been unbelievable. Like, like what so far played Australia. Australia yeah. played a good game. They almost equalised at the end, but mm-hmm. well, would have been non-deserved probably because Argentina were a better team, but still, like for them to get that far. Um, and they play good football too. So. Well, mm-hmm. like, you're looking at a game, Australia lost by a goal. There's that Lissandro Martinez black. Later on, there was that Abby Martinez save. Mm-hmm. There's two golden chances. Um, Argentina's second goal came from Ryan just not 
booting the ball. I know, but Argentina missed two or three great chances. I know they did. They should have had the game killed. I know they should have had the game they killed. They got the game. They didn't have the game killed, and that's the concern for Argentina. Anyway, so, yeah. But going forward, that's concerning for Argentina because mm-hmm. they haven't. That, that's what I was going to say. Their midfield is not great, and I don't understand how Martinez doesn't start. But that's just. I won't even go into that because I'll be like United best. But you know the. Like you boys would know, how does Martinez not start in that team overall? Yeah. No, he, he um, he made a great block, and obviously Emmy Martinez made a good save at the end. I agree with both of what you're saying, um, but I do think, you know, like you can have all these chances you need to finish them. Um, look, they won the game, they're through, uh, but it could have been a different result mm-hmm. if if luck was swinging on Australia's side. And they're they're now playing the first team that you would say. Our challenge for Argentina in the Netherlands mm-hmm. for the first look yeah. with the big boys yeah. yeah, and they haven't in their four games so far they really haven't been impressive no they haven't no that, I would agree with that like the Dutch will set up set up similar to the way they did against the US and let Argentina have the ball and condense that space and not give Messi yeah. that space in the box yeah because there's a wee bit of naive, naivety uh, from Australia like yeah. Messi's first goal was a great finish why are you giving Lionel Messi that much space in the box yeah. Yeah. you know the outcome it's, it was the typical Massey gold where there's no power in the shot but it's right in the bottom corner yep. you can do nothing no, Van, about it Van Hall will definitely have a plan for so Messi Van Hall will know what he's doing and I worry for him to know a wee bit so we're going to talk about the, the next four games that uh, are left in the round of 16 so obviously tonight that's been re- recorded on Monday so tonight we've got Japan versus Croatia um, Brazil and uh, South, uh, South, South Korea, Korea. South Korea. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what are we thinking about that, Connor? Um, I'd love to see both underdogs win the game. Yeah. Um, to be but Dorman honest. wouldn't. <laughs> Dorman doesn't like the underdogs. <laughs> <I won't>. <laughs> <laughs> Not when there's money at stake. Um, I'd love to see. Ju- I'd love to see Japan beat Croatia. I think Japan actually have a very realistic chance of yeah. beating Croatia. I, think Japan will I thought Croatia, Croatia were very poor against Belgium. So yeah. I think there's yeah. a really good chance. I, I, yeah. I think Japan could really turn over Croatia and just to see if they do and the turn over the 2018 finalists. Fair play to them. Yeah. And I, I hope that it's on merit. So um, I think Japan um, could definitely get through Croatia. As for Brazil and South Korea. My head is telling me Brazil are going to thump South Korea. Yeah. But my yeah. heart <laughs> is telling me that South Korea are going to nick a result here. Big Choba. Mm. Choba up front. Choba is the goat, lad. <laughs> <laughs> we know he learns Portuguese, so... I know. Here, what about him? Hey, 16,000 followers before... Or, sorry, 20,000 followers before he went into the World Cup. Now he's got 1.6 million. And he told... I think he done... It was an interview in, on Korea TV or something... Uh, and he, he told them that he had to turn his phone off because he was getting so many Mars proposals. Mars I'm oh, going to just say, I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was the other 4,000. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. We went. We talked about one poor striker in Cristiano Ronaldo. And now we're talking about a, a guy who is so good at what he does. Joe? Joe. <laughs> Where is he going to go next? Where is he going to go? Right to the very top. <laughs> He's going places. Do you know what's me about Cho doing so well at the World Cup? Sad that we're starting to get linked to them before the World Cup and now there's no chance we're getting that <laughs> No, no that, too good, that, that, Too that, good. Yeah, no, that fella's going to go to the Premier League. Yeah. Or, or one of Europe's top five leagues could, anyway. Yeah, could, yeah. I could see him in the Premier League. I could see somebody like, you know, Forrest or someone taking a punt Quick on him. for Ronaldo? No. Joe, yeah. can't take him no ball. <laughs> he's scoring goals. He's so good at head. He's good header of the ball. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know where that came that from. Leap. Where's that leaf coming? I love that whole thing. I love the whole thing about him just learning Portuguese to tell Ronaldo back off. Yeah, yeah, no, it was insane. What like, about dog games in Morocco, Spain? I go on Spain, boys. On uh, Morocco, you're going I, Morocco. I think. Oh, I, like I think him. in the last four games, there's going to be two shocks. Yeah. I think Japan will beat Croatia, which I don't think is a seismic shock. And I think Morocco will beat Spain. I've been really, really impressed with Morocco yeah, so far. Yeah, I've been impressed with Morocco. I'm going to go Spain all day, boys. Spain all day. Um, It'll be a good game, though. No, yeah. I, I, that's and the thing. Morocco have been, see, defensively, they've only conceded one goal, an own goal. And uh, Hakimi, you were saying like, you were going for your like group stage team of the. I Hakimi's the right back set, there. You might say he's used for Wolves. He's been very good, so. And it will be hard to break down. Spain. Obviously, great result against Costa Rica, but they've been a wee bit off the boil yeah. since then. See, they dominate the ball. They had like 82% ball against Japan, but they just couldn't finish couldn't their chances. It, That's yeah. the problem. That is what I worry about. Mm-hmm. Murata scored 3-3, three and three, so it's not his problem, but we'll just have to see. And then last um, game. I hope Galvi gets beat. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a Spain hater. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Morocco do well. Like, I don't think they'll beat Spain. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've slated Spain a lot in this podcast so far. Well... 
Dorman hasn't because I'll he, never say it's Spain. He loves him. Never. Um, but yeah, Spain. Spain are likely going to win that. Morocco have really impressed me though, um, and their performances from individual players has been really really good too. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that game to be honest. Last game is uh, Portugal and Switzerland. So obviously we just had Switzerland and Serbia. Um, it was a good game, but you know what? I felt Switzerland lacked a lot at the back. Yeah, I know they won, but you see when Serbia's Serbia's equaliser, Mitrovic's header in particular, not one person in that Switzerland defence ran out to Dusan Tadic. Yeah. yeah, and we've seen Dusan Tadic in the last five years or so in Europe and stuff, just performing so well. We know his qualities. We should be used to his qualities by now. So why? Why did no one go out and attack him? Because he was just given all that space. And when you give a creative player like him that sort of space, he's going to find his mom in the you box. You can't be given Bruno Fernandes that sort of space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm. why would you give it to Dujan Tadic? Do you know what I mean? Um, the f- Switzerland and Serbia, I was going to mention this about Spain and Iraq as well. There's a lot of like political charge history there. Mm. So the players were really up for it. Like you see in... There's a couple of times there's nearly scraps. Mm. You've seen uh, Jacka grabbing his balls at the, yeah. at the Serbia uh, bench and all His like, cojones. His cojones. Yeah. That, his massive cojones. That man <laughs> charged around in the, wheel, in the wheelbarrow. Um, but I feel after a game like that, where you've been so emotionally up for it and spent so much emotional energy on him to get up for a game like that, the next game can kind of be let down a wee yeah. bit. I think I do think yeah you're right. Uh, in terms of like, you've been so high, and you've lost that wee bit of motivation for your next game, and not just like physical emotion you'll be wrecked, emotionally you're wrecked, and that can creep into the back of your head. Yeah. If things aren't going your way, that I feel could be a small issue for Switzerland. Well, what do we think then? Portugal um, have that experience as well in tournaments. So as yeah. you were saying, like they're really good at like knockout and stuff. So yeah. I go Portugal. Well, so let's just get our final predictions in for the next four games. So tonight with Japan, Croatia. I can only well, yeah. I can. I agree with uh, with Richie. I think Japan yeah. have it. To be honest, Richie, Japan. Japan. Yeah, I'm going Japan. Connor Roman. Japan. And oh what? Yeah, Desmiado ones. Desmiado, the Celtic man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I do. Uh, Japan. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Brazil, South Korea. Look, I'd love to see a South Korea win, but realistically, I think I Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. I've said Brazil are going to win the tournament, so I can't say they're going to get beat by South Korea. McIardle. Brazil. Dorman. Brazil. Brazil. And Richie's going left field. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go South Korea. South Korea. Well, let's see. You Enjoy. never know. You never know. That's the beauty of the World Cup. Uh, Morocco, Spain. We know Dorman's answer. <sighs> Morocco, three goals you hear. Three and three, lad. You can't deny it. Well, Dorman thinks Spain's going to win. Look, I think Spain's going to win too. Uh, Richie? Uh, I, I'm, I would say Spain, Spain as well. Spain They used to be part of Spain, but they're beating Spain. Morocco. What? Cream of the cream, right there. <laughs> Morocco are the cream of the cream. The last African, they're going to be the last African nation in, in the competition. Well, they they statistically are at the minute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're the only one. They're the only one. Sorry, <laughs> so in terms of yeah, in no, that's a safe bet to say that to be careful. That is a fact. No, it is a fact. <laughs> in terms in terms of rounds, yeah, they'll be the, they'll be the, the longest running African team in the tournament. <laughs> And the last one, uh, Portugal and Switzerland. Uh, Portugal, yeah. I, I, uh, Ronaldo and Portugal could go far in this tournament. Yeah, but I predict them to win it, so I'll have to go yeah, Portugal. Yeah, you have to be Portugal. Portugal and Richie. Yeah, it's an easy win for Portugal. Yeah. Um. So quickly, to finish off, we're going to go through our team of the group stage so far. Uh, we're going to start with McArdle. Yep, so my team, I have went Vajak Chesney and goes. Yeah. You save two penalties in the World Cup group stage. And, and including the rebound of one of them, you can't not be the best goalkeeper in the group stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went Chesney, I alluded to earlier on, I went Hakimi at right back. I just think uh, Morocco would be fantastic. Yeah. I, I needed to get somebody from Morocco in, so why not their best player? Um, yeah. I, my back two, I went Maguire and Thiago Silva. Mm-hmm. Now, Maguire has been slated relentlessly for his performance for United, but there's something about pulling on an England jersey that he's unreal for them. Mm-hmm. He's been so defensively solid. England's played four games, kept three clean sheets. Mm-hmm. And the last three games in a row have been kept clean sheets in. I think the games have suited him, though. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, at left-back, I went Theo Hernandez. Mm-hmm. He wasn't originally starting for France, and then his brother got injured, and he came in, got an assist against Denmark, yeah. and he's been really, really good for France. Mm-hmm. I have a midfield three of Casemiro, Tukamani, and Bruno Fernandez, mm-hmm. who's 
uh, if I was just choosing player of the tournament now, it would probably be actually probably be Mbappe. But if it wasn't Mbappe, <laughs> I started talking. I was like, yeah, no, it's going to be Mbappe. <laughs> uh, uh, the silver ball winner would be Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a front three of Mbappe, obviously, obviously, um, Saka yeah. and Cody Gakpo. Mm, very good uh, Dorman nice so I just went Chesney as well He's made the, he made the most saves in the group stage 18 2 pen saves 2 clean sheets and then I went for Hakimi he only conceded 1 goal and assist and then I went for this is a bit weird Sice you know you're by the, you play for Wolves yes. he's mm-hmm. part of that Moroccan yeah. back lane and they've probably been like one of the best defences and then I went Suter Australia unbelievable especially against Tunisia he made so many defensive blocks Hi, how's my play one? and then I don't even know how to pronounce it you know the way the plays for Orby Dijsbeck go uh, Round. Oh, Guardiola. Yeah. Yeah. He's been yeah. brilliant. I thought, like, I know Lukaku was unlucky to miss him chances, but he's been brilliant. And he but, made that last day. Nah, there's one of the uh, ones that wasn't Lukaku's fault. That was an outrageous, outrageous block. Like, and then I went Casemiro. Uh, he's been one of the best players of the tournament. You tipped him to. Yeah, be the be, best player. He could be. He yeah. could be. The goal, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's oh, class. Yeah. yeah. And then I went Bruno to assist two goals, probably player of the group stage. But like Mbappe after yesterday, for the player tournament so far. But then uh, Messi, two goals. I think he just carries that Barcelona or Barcelona, uh, Argentinian team. And then it went Rashford, but a bass maybe. But three goals in two yeah. games. He, he didn't even. He only played like the last half hour against yeah. Iran. He didn't. He didn't start the second game either. Mm-hmm. So he's been great. Mbappe obviously three goals, in three games, and then a goal Gakpo. Yeah. Three goals, three games, and I think he's actually underrated because. The way Luis Van Hal sets up, like it's for him yeah. to contribute so much to be that, especially not playing as a night night number nine. No. He's just done unbelievable stuff. Yeah, he has. No, I agree with all of them, uh, Richie. Yeah, so I think the obvious goalkeeper Chesney. Yeah, really, he's just been he just has been the best goalkeeper at the tournament. Um, right back, I also went Hakimi too. Uh, I, I think I, I, finally people are seeing Hakimi on the world stage. Yeah, um, people are, are can recognize just how good he actually is. Like he he is far and away the best right back in the world. Mm-hmm. But we were saying that we're our, like yeah. predictions. We were like he's so good. Yeah, he contributes so much. You were saying like, just, three goals, three assists mm-hmm. for PSG. People just ignores age. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people talk about Trent being generational. Like that's fair enough. That's that's fine. I have no issue with that. But mm-hmm. like you see all round, like Hakimi's much better yeah. than Trent. To I be guess it's, it's a man who's played for Inter Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Real Madrid. PSG. He's won titles, loaded yeah. places. Already. Yeah. But just his all-round game, like he doesn't really get beat. He's mm-hmm. he's rapidly fast, yeah. so, he, so he doesn't get beat for pace. I would say that like if France and Morocco were ever to meet, I would say Hakimi could not comfortably deal with um, Mbappe, but mm-hmm. he would keep up with him for pace he anyway. He might be the only man on the planet who, no. ma- who matches up with Mbappe. Yeah. Sure, Kyle Walker, lads. Oh, he's the only man that can stop him. <laughs> Um, from a two centre backs um, quickly I, moving on <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like that one lads <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie I can't really think of two centre backs to be honest like because again like I just think every team has set up defensively so it's hard to pick like two outstanding centre backs but mm. I'm going to go for I, I, I watched that fella Gavadriol and I really really liked him yeah, I thought he was I, thought, I think he's been really good and it's tough. Like I, I really don't know who to go for. Who to go for for the go second McGuire, one? McGuire, lad. No, I'm not going McGuire. <laughs> um, Pepe. Yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna go Pepe. Mm-hmm. I'll give Pepe a shout out. He's thir- 38, 39, and he's yeah, still Pepe. playing at the top yeah, level. Yeah, you know, I love that man. Yeah. Like, um, left back. I've actually gone for a wee bit of an outside shout. Um, I'm going for the Mexican left back, Giardo. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I've seen performances like it. He was up and down that pitch for Mexico. Yes, I know Mexico didn't qualify and they didn't go through, but he was he was Mexico standout player by far. Mm-hmm. And considering he plays for the, for the same nation that Lozano plays for, mm. yet he was the standout player. I'm going to go for Gilardo at left back. Yeah. Um, my three in midfield, I've gone Chiumani, Bellingham and Bruno. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Chiumani is one of those players I can't get over how good he is mm-hmm. for his age. Same as Bellingham and Bruno is just... Bruno's Bruno, really. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just one of the top players in the world. Yeah. Um, my front three, I'm going Rashford. Um, again, just having a phenomenal tournament. Looks back to to his best. Um, under normal circumstances, I would go Saka as well, but I'm, I was just going to pick one England player, so I'm going to go Rashford. Mm-hmm. Um, Mbappe, again, totally obvious, and Gakpo, and again, that's just an obvious choice, yeah. really, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to disagree with anybody's choices there. Really, like I, I've. Most of my team in the group stage is, is very similar, if not the same. Uh, I have went a bit 
different in goalkeeper. Obviously, I mentioned him as World Cup hero a few uh, weeks ago. I'm going to say um, Guillermo Ochoa as mm-hmm. my goalkeeper. Was brilliant against Poland. Um, look, he, he made a couple of de- decent saves in his other games. He's just in a poor Mexican team. So I do think that has to be taken into consideration. Um, but I think as a goalkeeper and from goalkeeper performances solely, Guillermo Ochoa was my goalkeeper. Um, again, like you've all said, Ashraf Kimi has to beat my right back. Morocco, brilliant. I'm not going to say it too much just because you've already said it. Yeah. Harry Maguire and centre back. And even though he hasn't started all the games, uh, Lissandro Martinez, um, because he's just, whenever he has played, he's been influential. Um, and he's, he's provided the um, the killer the killer blocks and stuff like that there when his, when his team's needed him most. Um, a left back, I'm going to go Jasko Bordial. Uh, he's, been, he's been brilliant for for Croatia especially in that game against Belgium um, my midfield have to go Casemiro Casemiro I think has been absolutely phenomenal and I predict him to be the player of the tournament and I'm standing by at 100% um, he's influential in that, in that position midfield uh, I've been torn between a couple obviously I have to put in Bruno Fernandes he's been influential for Portugal too um, but I've been torn between Bellingham and Musiala for midfield because I think even though Germany have been knocked out Musiala has been a standout performer yeah. Yeah. for Germany mm-hmm. um, but I am going to go Bellingham just because England's still in the tournament they're three now to the quarterfinals and he has been the man in mm-hmm. midfield and we were talking about him a lot at the start of the podcast 19 yeah he's just got it all Yeah. Uh, and front three yeah again very similar uh, I've got Cody Gakpo obviously he's just as, as Conor Drummond said uh, how he's performed so well in that Van Hal side and the way Van Hal plays football, especially not being up front. Um, I think he, he really deserves to be up there and he deservedly is being touted by all the best clubs in the world for, for January. Um Kylian Mbappe can't deny his performances, has to be there, um, all the goals. And then just from a completely biased standpoint, then going Olivier Giroud, just because I think he really compliments uh, Mbappe mm-hmm. and uh, well I think they complement each other really well. Um and you even seen in the celebration last night between the two of them that they have such a good relationship with each other, and I think, as a, as a front two, they they could go very far in this tournament. Yeah, yeah. not bad for a goalkeeper anyway. No, <laughs> no, he isn't. Right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's anyway, um, folks. Uh, like I said last week, we have numerous exciting content um, planned. Um, I think it's more than likely going to be over Christmas that we get all this stuff sort of organised. Mm. We'll try and get exams and stuff out of the way first. But um, listen, once again, just a massive, massive thank you um, for, for all the support. Massive thank you for, for people who are tuning in every week and listening to us talk shite, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily, we really, really appreciate it. And once again, like we said last week, we're not just on YouTube and Spotify, but we are also on the Parlay Sports app. Mm-hmm. Parlay is an app that wants inclusivity and non-hatred within football. So we would urge you to download the app from the Apple App Store. Come on, have a conversation with us. Have a bit of crack with us. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to invite us. Join us to a conversation, exactly. and, and we'll we'll have it. We can have a chat about. Three seven minute videos, six uh, seven minute videos. Exactly. So you can have a chat with us. Have a chat with other fans from your your club. Um, like we we all think that this is the way that football. Yeah. fans are going to be able to communicate and we think it's the yeah. way forward in that yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we would love to see you over there yeah absolutely and um, yeah like I said plenty of exciting content planned and thank you so much for listening thank you thank you everybody. thank you